Hello, hello, and hello. Beth Martin's here. <laughs> I just set this up not too long ago, so I'm not sure who's going to come on, but I'm pretty inspired. Hello, mental pancakes. <laughs> nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. Super good. I'm going to go live on Rockfin as well. So let's see how that's working. And uh, no doubt YouTube is so going to. There we go. So if anybody would like to come on, got a few people on Rockfin already. And it's going to go live. There we go. And I'll grab a link for anybody who is on Facebook or YouTube and wants to rather join on Rockfin and Uncensored. Hello, Yvette Shinebright. Nice to see you. How are you guys doing out there? It's kind of wild times, getting wilder in Canada. Hello, Bella Grace. Nice to see you. Malcolm is here. All the good ones showing up. Excellent. So good. All righty. So the other night I got inspired. I um, have been doing a lot of praying these days. And uh, it's been the whole life long looking for the truth. I want the truth more than anything. I want the truth more than I even want to survive. And so that leads me to uh, some very intimate conversations with God and Jesus and really looking at it. Okay, you know, what is this that we have been told and, um, uh, you know, preached about and the whole narrative, not just in the Bible, for example, but how it relates to law because it's got a strong relationship to it. I've been reading a lot of King James 1611 version of the Bible because that's the one that the law is, um, that's the one you say in Canada, that's the one that the Queen swore an oath to uphold the Christian faith. And so that's the one that we end up using in any uh, lawful matters. And so I was, uh, you know, praying ardently and just like, okay, God, show me the truth. I want to see, it's, it, particularly with respect to God's law, what is that? I'm starting to prepare a course for the the new year, uh, the Primal Power co course, Primal, uh, pardon me, Primal Power God's Law edition. And uh, it set me to the task of really knowing what is God's law. And uh, hello, Glenn J. Truth is totally subjective, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that true? I'm I'm not totally certain. I, I believe there is an objective truth. There is a reality that we're dealing with. And I'm a big fan of reality. I love reality. <clears throat> Although, um, talk to me in a moment when I got very confronted by reality. And I'm sure I won't love it right in that moment. But I would rather deal with reality any day than any story. I don't care how good that story is or how comforting that story is or how it you know lets me off the hook from my own work and my own responsibilities i don't want that stuff if it if the truth brings hardship i'll take it if the truth brings work i'll take it if the truth brings you know uh, something that i don't want to see about myself or the world i will rather take that than go into denial which is the the child archetype so I'm going to read Romans 13. When I was asking these very deep questions, <clears throat> you know, I have really, really big questions about the Christian faith and the way that the Bible has been laid out. I'm not inviting anybody to have the same kind of uh, questions or doubts that I do. 
it's possible you already do have those and maybe this is going to help somebody out there that that has those i didn't come to all the answers by any means but um and i'm still even a little bit shy to share my full doubts i i think i will but i want to get a little bit deeper into it hello david vincent lovely to see you i'm glad you could make it today um, but when I asked this deep question about, about the truth and about God's law, and I just stopped for a moment, I had some peace, I had some silence, and then I heard the words, Romans 13, <clears throat> and I don't know the Bible well enough to have memorized, I, I didn't know what Romans 13 was, and I'm, you know, kind of even doubting that I heard that, maybe I'm just like having Tourette's syndrome and I'm just <laughs> spewing Bible chapters at this stage, but I thought, okay, well, I heard that. I'm going to go and, and look at it and see what's actually there. And it turned out to be the absolute jackpot. So I love that when I ask questions and I get instant answers. There are so many answers that are available to us in our own psyche, uh, having done, if you are willing to do the work to let go of all of the garbage that sits on top of the truth, because I do believe God is speaking to us all the time. And there's just so much interference, so many mixed signals, so much fear that is the unconscious programming that we're all ultimately suffering with. Hello, Dean HD. Nice to see you. Glad you are here. So good. So I'm going to pull up Romans 13 on uh, your screen and on my screen. And uh, it's sort of hard to see from here. I'm not sure why it uh, gives you that page, but uh, it's pretty anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'll just enlarge the English so you guys can see as well. See how this works. There we go. And so right in the introduction, I don't even know what this part is called, where they just summarize the, the nature of the chapter, what's going to be covered there. I knew I had hit the jackpot. Uh, so subjection, this, this is the 1611. If you haven't learned to read it, they swap out letters, U's and V's, but I'm completely used to it. It's funny how now when I read it, there's no interruption whatsoever. It might look a little weird to you, but I'll, I'll be uh, saying it anyway. So subjection and many other duties we owe to the magistrates. Uh, love is the fulfilling of the law. I, I won't even pretend to know all of this. I'm not sure even what they mean by, by the magistrates in there. So many questions. I might have found somebody to ask all those questions of last night in uh, British Columbia so that, that he may be joining me for a stream as soon as tomorrow. We'll see if the time works out for him. So love is the fulfilling of the law. Boom, right? That's huge. Uh, and then, and then uh, gluttony and drunkenness and the works of darkness are out of season in the time of the gospel where we are. So let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Powers that ought not to be not ordained by God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, 
a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. Right? God speaks through the conscience. For this cause pay you tribute only, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to them to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another, right? Here we are, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that hath loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Right, Two main commandments in the new covenant that Jesus brought to love thy creator and love thyself as, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself, pardon me. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of law. That's the third time it's been said. And that knowing the time, and now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And there we have it. That's Romans 13. Glenn Jay said, here's the truth, Matthew 8, 13. Uh, and said, truly, I say unto you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one as well. And uh, so having... Here, I'll take this down now. So just having looked into the law with such intensity for the past more than a year now and seeing how many rabbit holes there are and how many uh, different approaches to the law that can be extremely confusing, they can be outright in opposition to each other. Got a whole lot of uh, gurus out there. You know, they, some of them may very well be controlled up, and I get <laughs> criticized for pointing out controlled up, but I can't stop it because I don't want people thinking that I'm endorsing that personally. I don't. I they're they're free to make any choice that they want. It's not a question of whether I uh, trust them or I think they are children or my children or anything like that. But at the end of the day we have to really decide for ourselves to follow any guru other than God is not going to serve you because it's going to get you out of that self-responsibility of knowing what it is that your job is, right? What is your job? What are you here to do? How can you follow something that is, is going to be in alignment with the truth and not in alignment with some guru that that maybe is going sideways or maybe will go sideways or maybe will get corrupted, for example. So you can't put your faith, there's, there's, no, there's no law that binds us that comes 
from man, and neither should we put our faith in any man or woman. It kind of goes without saying now at this point, I have no no hang-ups about um, men or women. This is just the language language that we're dealing with. And, and so this verse says so clearly that love is the law. And uh, one of the things I've also had difficulty with is the word believe. And some of you might very well be familiar with Crow 777. Their tagline is belief is the enemy of knowing. And I resonate with that because if I can't know it for myself, then what is that? It's some kind of fiction. If I can't know it, if I just have to memorize it, like I have to memorize, you know, laws, man-made law, uh, then, then what is it? It's a, it's, it's a fiction to me. Well, I'm not going to go out that and, and uh, teach that to anybody or, you know, try to guide anybody in that or evangelize at that level because I'm not even convincing myself. So I looked up the etymology of the word believe and um, it's actually to me appearing that the, the, the meaning has, be, has changed because what the, the word believe means is you, you, you just hear something and then you adopt it as your own beliefs right? And I've come to see beliefs more as programming, like unconscious programming. And there can be positive beliefs that help you and serve you and, and allow you to move forward and have courage. And there's a lot of negative beliefs that stop you in your tracks, beliefs about yourself, beliefs about the world. To me, it's actually all programming and that we don't need beliefs to operate in, in the world in a truthful and a lawful way. So I know that's like a huge affront to the Bible because I don't know exactly how many times the word the Bible says believe, but it's a lot. I looked I looked that up. Let me see if I can get that link for you guys. It's uh, it's it was super interesting. See how fast I can do this. Um, believe may or may not get this. I might have to drop it in the notes below. Believe, believe, believe in the Bible. Okay, so here's one link. Um, yeah, this is actually the link that I was looking for. So if you guys want to check this out, it's fascinating. Very, very long list of uh, all the times that believe shows up. And it is actually using the word believe in a lot of different ways. Let's see if I can open it. Uh, it's not consistent. It's not like believe is used in one way in the Bible. And, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's a level of confusion but, if confusion, but when I looked up, now if I could share, oops, remove that, and stop sharing, whoop, how do I do that? Stop screen, okay. And I'll share one more time, and this is really beautiful. So, let's see if I can do this. I think that's it. Okay, so you're going to see my notes. These are just my notes here. Um, let's see if I can enlarge that or not. You're going to see how many notes I have. I think I have a, a record number of, of notes. <laughs> I use it as my filing system. So here is um, the etymology of believe. Old English uh, belly fan to have faith or confidence, right? So right away, that's that's different. To me, faith is different than belief. Faith is is deep inner knowing. I'll make that the same as my intuition when when 
you know, someone says something or I read something or I hear something or I have an insight. And, and then there's this d- deep inner knowing about the truth. It resonates. And often when people speak the truth, it's not something that you didn't know. It's something you already knew. That's kind of, to me, what faith is. It's it's hearing what you already know and, and getting an affirmation about that. Uh, it says confidence uh, in a person which I don't think it's uh, related to, but it's from the Proto-Germanic, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Golubjan, sounds like Golubjaman, uh, Indian dessert, <laughs> to believe perhaps literally to hold dear. I love this, to hold dear, right? That I that I know, I have no problem with, with holding dear, to love, of course, to love, right? Rather than to believe in God, to love God. That is a world of difference. And, and that's easy to me. Loving God is my favorite thing to do these days. It sends me into a high place no matter where I'm at. And um, ultimately, a, a compound based on pie root, uh, loop, if you, is that how you say it, to care, uh, desire, interesting that desire would be in there because that to me is actually the opposite of love. You're, you're a vacuum for love when you're desiring love, but uh, love nonetheless. Uh, meaning to be persuaded of the truth of a doctrine system. It's uh, meaning credit upon the grounds of authority or testimony without complete demonstration, except it is true. Uh, Let's see. Uh, is from the early 14th century. General sense to be of the opinion, think, is from the uh, 13th century. So you can see how the the meaning of this word has evolved. And in our present day, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, The form belief was common until 17th century. The spelling then changed, perhaps by influence of relief. It was um, more common to believe on something than to believe in it. I was playing with that and had some interesting insights to believe on God. And um, rather than in God, I don't know if there's a huge difference there. Uh, But it is now a a peculiarity of theology. Belief is also sometimes used, uh, believe of was also sometimes used expression believe it or not attested by 1874 and then uh, Ripley's uh, Robert Ripley took it away in 1918 so uh, that's just a little bit of a history of the word believe and uh, let's see what you guys are talking about this was a big breakthrough because if I if I can love and care uh, and um, have faith then that's that I know that, I, I'm all over it, and I can do that. But but uh, the the more commonly known meaning of believe, like you tell me a story and I just believe it's true without investigating it for myself, without looking into it, without checking if it resonates inside myself and just blindly believe that I can't do. I just can't do, not in all honesty. Uh, I'm open to learning if uh, people want to teach me. <laughs> uh, so no religion taught by Jesus. Um, no religion taught us. Jesus is the only way. Yep, uh, I'm down with that. Truth bites. Jesus is the only truth I know. There you go. Dean McKenna, hello. Nice to see you. Faith is more than belief of knowing. It's a conviction. Yep, exactly. Belief is very shallow. And beliefs constantly change throughout life, right? You have a new experience and then you can build a new belief on that. So they're flaky. They're like feelings. They come and they go. And my beliefs have changed dramatically over the course of my lifetime. And sometimes on a daily basis, I'm changing my beliefs. Again, they can be useful. They can be not useful. 
but it's super fun to let them go and see what kind of actual truth is there underneath them. So yeah, that, that power of conviction, I absolutely agree with you there, Dean. And uh, be live faith. Yeah, there you go. The, the word lie is, is right in, in there. And maybe it wasn't originally the intention, but it, it became that. So ever lie, steal, cheat. Yeah. And that's, that's the basic tenet of God's law that, uh, you know, the, what is, what is not love? That's a question that I learned to ask through the work of Lester Levinson, whose uh, methods I use quite a bit of. Um, he, I don't know if he would have considered himself a Christian. I don't think so. He talked about Jesus in terms of the frequency of Jesus as a master. I know that that can get me in trouble with Christians because just seeing him as like, say, one of many masters out there, it's not uh, not the truth of it. But, um, you know, if you're lying, you're stealing, you're cheating, you are out of integrity with God's law. And that's going to show up in your system as pain. And if you are not brave enough to face that pain and just go through it and let it teach you, oh, well, that was so painful to do that. I'm, I'm first of all, I'm going to make amends. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to change my ways. Right? So everything can be forgiven. All of the not love can be forgiven. And, uh, uh, but you are the one that needs to, to do that work for yourself. And um, got drunk. Yeah, you're, the drunkenness we're talking about. Uh, then you're on your way to hell, but you can be forgiven. That no, no path to hell. I think right. They say the the Bible says even the the most terrible criminal and and thief and liar can be redeemed. Right. That's the eternal promise, as I understand it. And his sword was his word, which will deliver us from this world. Yes, amen to that. Matthew 10, 34, I haven't, or I'm not familiar with just off the top of my head, but uh, I will look that up. Or if anybody wants to drop it in the chat, I'd, actually, you probably can't drop it in the chat because it's too long. Or it might not be 10, let me see, I'm just going to look it up. Matthew 10, 34, if it relates to what we're talking about. Uh. Honestly, I feel like a baby at all of this stuff, even though I was a Christian as a child. I, I read the whole entire Bible as a child, memorized a ton of verses. I went to uh, Bible camp every single summer. I went to church. This was all independent. My family never recommended that I do this. It was all just my own inner guidance to do this. And uh, it took me my whole life right up until a few years ago when I just started seeing the, the nature of the lie that we're dealing with. And it's brought me back to God in a new way into the Bible. So here we go. Um, this is the Matthew 10, 34. Think not that I am to come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Right. There you go. Yeah, that's the the warrior nature of, of the situation. Uh, and peace itself is a trap, right? Peace is something that if you are attached to peace and you're married to peace, then chances are you're going to be, uh, like we love peace and peace is beautiful. There's, you could say there's nothing wrong with it. But if you look underneath peace and you get into the unconscious root of that peace, 
you might very well find something not love. I have looked under very like profound states of peace and found fear programming. And by letting that go, then I'm not clinging with my fingernails to that peace. There's actually true freedom on the other side of it. Now we love peace because it's way easier to heal from peace than it is to heal from apathy or grief or fear or lust or even anger or pride. Once you get up into the higher emotions, it's easier to make decisions there and, um, you know, in, in, in your favor for your freedom than it is when you're really low down. So the peace, of course, has value, but it's not the destination that we're looking for. Uh, hello, Sydney McFadden. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. Belief in government, religion, usury, borders, and all artificial divisive control constructs. Truth is universal natural law, eternal, immutable, and objective in existence before immoral artificial constructs. Beautiful. I love that. Yep. Totally down with that. And uh, thanks, Jason. You put it You put it up after I found it. <laughs> there you go. Hello, Fathead Adventures and Homesteading. I hope you're doing well. Uh, you, you had it going on. Good for you. Congratulations for knowing in advance how we were going to be living. And uh, so the, this world is a lie. Yeah, unbelievable, right? That it's uh, taken me some years to just see, wow, it's all a lie. It's all a fiction. And in a way, that's great because you you can really reliably see what is what is that attachment about to the world, right? Why are we attached to the world ultimately? Because we fear not surviving. And that's what the, the world always promises, but never delivers, right? If the world brings safety, then it has failed 100% of the time because every living being passes. You know, if that's how we define safety, that you don't die, well, <laughs> turns out every single body passes from this world and it only has that lie that promise of keeping you safe. And so what you know what are we meant to do to go through the world to see it for the lie that it is to let go of attachments to it. Uh, the Bible says be be in the world but not of the world. So it's not to stop you from navigating that you have to go in the bush and eat berries and sticks. That's still that's still you could still call it the world. I mean that's more closer to God's creation as far as I'm concerned, God's paradise. But at the end of the day, I don't want to live a lie. I don't want to be of that lie and uh, we'll do everything possible to get to the other side. Um if Fauci or Tam speaks, it's unquestionable truth. Yeah, I imagine that's sarcasm. Sarcasm is a really hard thing to deal with online because you never really know unless you got the the emojis to to show for it. But I imagine you're being sarcastic. David Vincent, New York is starting to lock down. I saw that yesterday. Wow, intense. Yeah, they hit New York very hard. Sorry to hear that. Um, universal Law Community Trust. I've never heard of that. Uh, you're talking to Sydney about it. Universal Law Commun Community Trust. Communally Trust? Something, maybe that's a typo. Stuart says, our religious leaders today are disguised as health officers or whatever. Exactly, exactly. And that's the new, that's the new religion, right? They take God out of the picture and then they install the uh, authorities that we will treat like God, that we will bow down to like God, what, that we will fear like God, 
here's another another subject that that uh, I have trouble with. It's that if you if you don't fear God and you feel the world, that you are you are completely off track. And uh, when I commune with God, when I pray with God, when I connect with God, when I feel God uh, in every cell of my my bones, I don't fear that. I don't. I'm not afraid of that. And I don't know if that's if I'm special or if uh, maybe I haven't I haven't actually seen God. I'll stay open to that, but I never find I'm afraid of God. Could I? I can be awed by God. I can be blown away by God. I can um, have really immense amounts of energy flow through my being because of God, but I don't fear it. And maybe that's for years of training, knowing that the creation can never overwhelm the creator, right? So there's deep abiding faith and fearlessness in that. I had a, a client student of mine go through a, an experience and uh, and they were, they were massively overwhelmed and you could see it was, it was uh, as if threatening to overtake them. And in less than, I swear, three minutes and a few questions from me and really exploring and going inside that fear of being overwhelmed by the, their own inner creation, and boom, it was done. They were smiling, they were laughing, and they saw the lie of it. So it's actually miraculous how much control we have over that arena. So, But I'm open to hearing. I just connected with uh, a fellow in the uh, West Coast of British Columbia, and very interesting story. It looks like he's agreeing to come on and do an interview with me. He has uh, completely given up on his worldly attachments to Babylon. Uh, no birth certificate, no social insurance number, no driver's license, no bank accounts. All of those things that we think that we need in order to navigate daily life and stay alive, be safe then he doesn't have any of that and has, has been in that state for the last six years navigating. Uh, so I started to learn a little bit a bit about it. He is, I'll call him a scholar. I don't know if he would call himself a scholar, but he's extremely versed in the Bible, uh, deep abiding faith, just oozing in faith. It was so beautiful to talk to him. I could barely get myself off the phone late at night. And so I think he might be coming on tomorrow, but I can't confirm that yet because I haven't heard so that will be that will be an exciting conversation to hear, uh, to to overlap because you'll find. Um, am I a Muslim? No, I'm definitely not a Muslim. Uh, Muslim uh, Denis, and yes, I will call myself a Christian. I I uh, I do identify as a Christian. <laughs> it's a bad way to say that, but um, yeah. So he knows the law and he knows the Bible and has has the faith to show for it. So this is the combination that I'm always looking for. We'll see if I get disillusioned. I don't think so. But um, so that's pretty exciting. Hello, Light and Dawn. I haven't heard from you for a while. Uh, nice to see you. I'm, I hope everything's going well for you in the West as well. Uh, you're sick of the lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, so, sometimes being sick of the lies is what perpetuates the lies. I'm not calling you out or anything like that, but trying to get away from anything, trying to push things away and finish with them and hoping it's over. It actually is an instrument of holding all that stuff in place because what you resist persists. It gets you further away from the bold-faced truth of what things are and more and more into that inner programming that is not love, not God's law, right? So if it's not love, it's, it's, not, it's not law. 
Do I believe in Odin? I don't believe in Odin. I don't believe it. I like the story of Odin. I like the mythology of it. I like the wisdom that's come out of it. I like when uh, Benjamin Balderson speaks of his, uh, you know, and when, when he talks about Odin, I feel like we're talking about God, that there's no, there's no separation there. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a, a belief in Odin. I don't have a belief in God. I have a direct knowing inside myself of God. So... Uh, religion is divisive, exactly, and that's some of my best friends in in my circles who are Christians and who themselves have deep faith and they know the Bible have gone to war with each other and have um, you know lost contact with each other and uh, have been attacking each other and taking each other to task and it's just like really this so is not the point, but that's that's how things happen. Uh, you said also we are we are divine co-creators with free will. I fully agree. Christ, Krishna, Muhammad, Buddha, all taught natural law. Do no harm. Golden rule has nothing to do with religion. Fuck religion. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, discuss natural law, not the Bible. I'm very drawn to the Bible, so I apologize if it's um, offensive to anybody. I'm very drawn to this something intuitively that I know it has a lot of truth for me in there. Uh, I'm I'm not somebody who also at this point says that you have to accept every single word of the, the Bible. Every single word of the Bible has been changed, right? Like the 1611 version, there was not a single verse in the Bible that wasn't unchanged. What's been left out of the Bible, what's been taken out, what's been twisted, right? I see the whole of commercial law installed in the Bible. I don't find that in God. That's all about the debt system. I have, I have very basic questions about sin. That's debt. That's that's lack. That's loss. And to me, that's not the nature of God. I don't find that in God. That's the fiction. That's the lie. That's the satanic part. So still getting to the bottom of this, but um, bear with me. Just uh, growing in public over here. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do. Hello, free speech. You rather know the earth world is, is uh, bullshit lies than be in a fog. You'd rather know that it's bullshit lies than be in a fog and a, uh, a sheep. Be in a fog and a sheep. Having no expectations is easier. Yeah, having that kind of Zen beginner's mind openness. Uh, I've had a few compliments in my life where people say that I'm uh, more open than the average person is to change my belief. I will change my belief right in a single conversation because it'd be like, for me, it'd be a revelation. Boom. Here's the belief I don't need anymore because I just found some truth to replace it with. I'd rather have that, that true thing. Absolutely. I'm with you. So we are blessed in this moment with a trillion miracles and just, uh, just running our bodies. We are not promised the next yeah, I'm not totally uh, sure what you're meaning there, but I think that's uh, the trillion miracles totally down with that. So many miracles. Unbelievable. Hello, Missy Bear. Nice to see you. I hope you're doing well. Offense is taken, not given. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have to deliver hard love and uh, have been following it up by saying, uh, I mean no offense by this. But offense can be taken anyway, right? And that's the nature of our triggers. That's if, if you're chock full of programming that is coming from fear, then every little thing is going to bring about uh, that fear experience. And, and then you project that fear experience onto what's happening outside of yourself. 
you're convinced that it's, um, you know, it's that person, maybe it's your boss that's perpetrating you, making you take uh, tests or jabs, or maybe it's a family member that abused you, treated you badly. <clears throat> you know, maybe it's a, a situation with your child that they won't do what you want them to do. I was speaking with a parent yesterday and uh, just talking about my my secret weapon because honestly, the I know I've certainly tried to change my child and direct my child and get him to do this or do that and do rights. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> trying to change anybody, it's a violence to them. That's not love. You may think that you're doing the best for them, but if you're really, truly honest with yourself, you will find that fear and it will stop you from trying to change other beings because for one, it doesn't work. But if you turn it around and you make your full-time job to let go of everything that's not love, no matter how long it takes or no matter how big the job is or how much fear you have to experience and go through to see that it's a lie, then, then that is the job that I accept. So hello, Dr. Otto. What is uh, Tashi Dilek? I, I'm not familiar with that at all. And uh, so, you know, just to go back and recap with, with Romans 13, to me, it was just incredibly beautiful to see because I don't have a decade to read the UCC code right? The United, uh, the Uniform Commercial Code in law. <clears throat> I also know intuitively that if I go and I throw man-made laws in their face and say, you're breaking your own law, there can be a certain value in that. You, sh you, should, you should bring it up. But at the end of the day, they're already breaking their own laws. So they don't have any value in, in their own laws. They don't respect their own laws. There's no honor there. They've already gone out of honor. And so for me to uh, chase around and to spend countless hours, which I feel like I've already spent trying to learn even some of the, the most basic things, uh, there are things worth learning, like maxims. And um, you know, I memorized the, the meaning of jurisprudence the other day, basic, basic justice. It is the knowledge of things divine and human, the science of just and unjust of the unjust and and uh, the, the just and the unjust. And so that was actually really beautiful. That got me into the same frame of mind that, that um, you know, love and fear, just and unjust, it's the same parallel. And I do think that what's simple is true. And if it has to be massively complicated and the vast majority of people couldn't even do it, and watching how many people have come into the law world and then they throw up their hands and say, well, I can't do this and I don't have a decade to spend and I got a family to raise and I've got a you know, business to run or a job, job to go to or if you still have a job to go to. And, uh, and, and could it possibly be simplified in this way? So that's why I'm, I'm excited to talk to James. Also on Friday, have you guys seen any of the videos going around with Audra uh, Gordon? Uh, no, pardon me, Audra Morgan, Audra Morgan. She did a talk in San Diego to uh, a meeting. It's been going around, going viral. Let me see if I can pull it up and give you guys a link to it. I'm going to be hosting her for an interview on Friday. We just spoke yesterday. She's extremely outspoken. Uh, she is a Christian. She holds 
holds uh, her faith as the authority. They've gone into the law. They've got an organization there that's their uh, very small, what appears to be small grassroots organization, which is good. That's always a good sign for me. Oh, and uh, no, it's not Morgan, not Gordon. God, I keep doing that. Morgan, Let's see if I can get that. Have you guys seen it? Unconditional love requires unconditional acceptance. True. Yeah, the, the two go hand in hand. Acceptance is, uh, is, a, is a very big key because as long as you're not in acceptance to, to something, you are locking it in place with your resistance. And that act of going into acceptance, what you end up doing is releasing a whole ton of your um, energy that is otherwise spent maintaining that position of like, get away from me, whatever it is. So yeah, coming into acceptance, you can't do anything if you don't first come into acceptance. That's a, a beautiful first step for everything. And uh, so this might be it. Somebody did a version with music, which I really dislike. I want to, I want, I just want to hear that person speak. I want to hear the vibration in their being. And when you put music and dramatize in, in the back end like that, that music does dramatize. You know, I love music. I'm a musician. I'm a singer. Music is, is beautiful and it can come straight from the source, but it also can be very manipulative. It can absolutely be a way to, to uh, stop people from seeing the truth. They pair up music with all kinds of things. So here is um, here is a link to one of the copies of Audra's talk. If you haven't seen this yet, it's very powerful, very beautiful. And I got a cat, Audra Morgan, not Gordon. There you go. And so she will be with me at 2 p.m. on Friday. That's uh, central time. Let me just double check that to, to see. And um, here we go. Got a very aggressive cat. Oh, I wanted to make sure and let you guys know that um, my my cat Georgie, who I thought was on the um, on her deathbed, she was doing so not good and having uh, terrible symptoms, bleeding all over the place, like awful. I was a full time caregiver there for for some days, and um, she has had a miraculous bounce back. I I swear she was headed for not surviving. I was up many nights with her, took her to bed with me every night. And she uh, just, you know, laid there under the covers, basically buried alive, but close to me, you know, like any sick little kid wants to be very close to their mama. And, and, um, and then in the last three days now, this, this kid is better. She is annoying me like anything. That is a sign of good health. No more symptoms, <clears throat> no more bleeding. So thank you everybody who, who said your prayers for her prayer works love works. I don't know. That's, that's all, that's all I did for her to, to bring her love. She's an elderly cat and many people were like, Oh, put her down. I, I didn't feel to put her down. I wasn't receiving that message from her. I knew she was suffering and it might seem cruel, but I also am very aware that animals go through suffering in a different way. Not to say they don't have pain. Absolutely. They do. But uh, it is different than the projection that we would put onto them. So I didn't take her and put her down. And then the next night when she started to improve and she came uh, to me in bed, I swear she was thanking me. She was like kissing my head and loving me up and couldn't give me enough love. Now she's a, she's a loving, uh, affectionate cat when she wants to be like cats are. But, uh, but this was over the top. And I, I just swear she was thanking me for not putting her down. Right. 
So thank you for their blessings, Billy Goat. I I appreciate that very much. Hello, Coleman, chilling in the in the peg. Yeah, it's pretty cold here now. Not the coldest, but it's a little bit on the nasty side. I'm very chilled myself. And so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for now. I'm going to get some supper on the go for my child. I don't know if that link is the best. Maybe it's going to make you sign up for something or other. I hope not, but just Google Audra Morgan and you'll find her. Uh, you can also come. By the way, please join me on Telegram. I would love it if you did that. Um, here, let me grab a link for you. It would be... I always enjoy, I've got uh, I've got more time. Things aren't as intense for me as they had been before. So I apologize if it looked like I was ignoring my Telegram channel, but this is the link. I would love if you guys came over there. I think my days on, uh, for certainly Fakebook are numbered. I might take the challenge and, and leave Fakebook altogether in the new year. We'll see how that goes. I still, you know, people are people wherever you find them and my people are there, so I don't want to just walk away from anybody, and uh, you're welcome. Thank you, David, as well. Resiliency, resiliency instead of resisting. Yeah, yeah, having having the resiliency or, or just simply the bravery to go, oh, wow, that thing inside myself is threatening to kill me. It's so intense. It's so um, you know, it's so nasty. The energy itself feels like death if you if you're honest with yourself and you let yourself feel it. And then and then instead of resisting to to go, oh, is this my best friend at the door? Thank you for coming. I love you, but I won't be needing your help. Can I help you? Could I give you some love? Right? Love is it. Love is the cure. At the end of the day, that that I, I, I've seen, if anything is going to transform, if anything is going to heal, how did Jesus heal and make miracles is with the power of love. What is the law? That is the power of love. So anyway, that's that's my revelations. I know I still sound fairly childlike or a lot childlike about all of this. And, um, and then a child should be able to understand God's law, right? That's installed in your heart. That's written on your heart. And so I was pretty excited to find Romans 13, and I hope you were inspired by it as well. All right. Have a great evening. I love you guys. Once again, if you didn't click that link, come and join me on Telegram, and uh, we can have some conversations there. And you will find the interview of, um, it wasn't an interview, a speech that Audra Morgan gave. All right, everybody. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I love you. And uh, we'll see you, if not tomorrow, with James. We'll see you Friday with Audra. Bye for now. Thank you, Kristen. Lots of love to you as well.